Well, I better get going. Your show's almost on. It's officially overtime. Sounds like a freak of nature to me. Yeah. Can't wait to meet him. Overtime with Lee Patterson, the only live local radio sports talk show in the Gila Valley. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. And now, here's your host for Overtime, Lee Patterson. that hard to turn the knobs? Good afternoon. Welcome to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. Thanks for joining us. We've been telling you for a couple of weeks that when the time changes, so does the time for this show. And it did. I'm glad I remembered. Uh, we're with you at 1.30 on November 4th. Feels like something else was going on this week. Oh, well, I don't remember. Um, but we are talking sports here today on Overtime. We are winding down uh, the regular season of the fall, the the fall sporting season at the high school level. Uh, some updates on all of that coming up. What is going on? Only a couple more weeks. Actually, uh, the last week of the regular season, I believe of high school volleyball and the new rankings are out today so we will take a look we'll start with high school volleyball and work our way into football from there the 1a girls volleyball rankings as of noon today and and here's the interesting part uh the 1a girls volleyball rankings are for informational purposes only they are not using powerpoints at all to seed the tournament so these are just for fun uh, St. David girls are number one. Anthem Prep number two. Muggion is number three. North Phoenix Prep is number four. Tempe Prep is fifth. Williams is sixth. San Simone sits number seven. North Valley Christian is eighth. Desert Christian is ninth. Valley Union number ten. Ash Fork is eleven, and Leading Edge Gilbert is number twelve. Fort Thomas sits four and five. Their regular season has been canceled uh, because of a quarantine for COVID nineteen. I believe, according to Lee Haas, their athletic director, when I spoke to him last week, they needed a couple of wins to get in. So I'm not, I think 1A is only taking 12 teams. I did not print that form today, so I don't remember what we talked about last week. But I think if, if that's so, Fort Thomas is at number 13, and Duncan sits now down at number 17 in theirs. And it would be interesting to see if, if Fort Thomas is qualified for the playoffs at number 13. If after the two-week quarantine, they're able to go on and play in the state tournament. That would be interesting. I don't know the answer to that. 2A girls volleyball rankings. Uh, Trivium Prep is number one. They are perfect 14-0 in PowerPoint games this year. Scottsdale Christian sits number two. Scottsdale Prep is three. Pima is number four. Chandler Prep is number five. Rancho Solano Prep is number six. Phoenix Country Day is seventh. Round Valley is eighth. Glendale Prep is ninth. Marinci into the top ten with an eight and four record as well uh pima had a big win over thatcher last week we talked about that big matchup last week pima won that game uh out in pima and so they are still they are 13 and 2 their only two losses to scottsdale christian who's number two and thatcher on the season so pima playing well right now on the volleyball court and the 3a volleyball rankings look like this northwest christian a perfect 14 and 0 they are number one valley christian is number two snowflake is number three 
Thatcher is number four. Arizona College Prep is number five. ALA Gilbert North is number six, who Thatcher beat last night in three games. Gilbert Christian is number seven. Empire is number eight. Fountain Hills is ninth. Blue Ridge is tenth right now. Safford is sitting 21. If I remember correctly, they took they are taking 24 teams into the play-in round. So at this point, it looks like Safford Volleyball is still in the playoffs right now. So um, that is the update on girls volleyball in the Gila Valley. Uh, looks like a lot of teams are going to get a chance to play at the state tournament. Now let's uh, let's flash back to last Friday night football game starting at the 3A level. Eastmark picked up their first win of the school's history. They beat ALA Ironwood 27-12. to This is an interesting game to me. Arizona College Prep beat Valley Christian 7 to nothing. And that is that's a big win for for Arizona College Prep. Valley Christian had been rolling some guys. So Arizona College Prep help, throws a shutout. That that's impressive to me. Uh Wickenburg beat Borgade Catholic 32 to 14. Safford over Coolidge 24-21. Payson blew up Coronado 79 to nothing. River Valley over Paradise Honors 41 to nothing. This this I will say this on the radio and and I will say this if if I was talking to the Round Valley coaches as well. Round Valley beat Snowflake 37 to 29. That might be the biggest surprise to me on of uh, Friday night's games. Uh Round Valley dominated that game over Snowflake. That's some, that's credit to the Round Valley coaches because after seeing them against Safford week one, I did not expect that outcome. Push Ridge beat Santan Foothills 48-13. to Thatcher with the big win over Florence 49-38. to And the 309-yard, six-touchdown performance by now running back Mark Wren. We'll talk about him a little bit later in the show and the award that he won for that performance. Now back up to the Safford beating Coolidge 24-21. That was our game of the week on Friday night, and that was a back-and-forth ball game. It wasn't a clean ball game by any means, but it was a back-and-forth ball game. And uh, Nathan Macario, a 37-yard field goal before time expired in the first half, I think about 25, 23 seconds left in the first half, that's the difference in the game, his 37-yard his field goal. So the Bulldogs of Safford moved to 3-1. and one. Thatcher moves to 2-3 and three on the season. Blue Ridge blew out Winslow 42-8. to eight. Numa Catholic put 84 points up on Cortez, and ALA Gilbert North beat Gilbert Christian 35 to nothing. Two A scores from last Friday night: Antelope beat Heritage Academy Levine 28-21. Wilcox with a big win at Bisbee 50 to 16. Arizona Lutheran and Chandler Prep was canceled. St. John's beat Globe 55 to nothing. Miami put 72 points up on Holbrook 72 to 22. Uh, this was the 2A San Pedro Championship preview. Uh, Benson beat Marinci 12-6. Benson scored 12 in the first quarter, didn't score again. Marinci scored 6 in the third quarter, and that's as close as they could get. 12-6, Benson beats Marinci. Uh, Parker over Kingman Academy, 54-20. Santan Charter beat Arete Prep, 36-34. Santa Cruz beat Sequoia Pathway, 43-0. Pima blew out Tombstone, 52-7. Scored just about any way you could. Offense, defense, special teams in that one. Pima starting to get back on a roll. Glendale Prep over Tonopah Valley, 35-16. 
Trivium Prep beat St. John Paul II, 49 to 14. Not him, the team. I, I mean, he doesn't play football. Um, Scottsdale Prep over Valley Lutheran, 27 to 6. And Chandler Prep beat Veritas Prep, 20 to 8. On that one. 1A football scores from last week look like this. Lincoln Prep over Duncan, 24-22. The Valley Union-Fort Thomas game was canceled uh, because of their COVID quarantine. Uh, St. David beat Salmon Well, 58-0. Superior over Desert Height Prep Academy, 56-12. Anthem Prep over Salome, 56-6. Baghdad beat Mojave Accelerated, 68-12. Joe City over Fredonia, 28-8. El Capitan beat Mayer, 40-34. And Muggione blew out Williams 48-8. That is um, that is the scores from last Friday night. Um, week, I think, six. Week five. In the high school playoff. It is week five because this is week six. Only one more week after this week in high school football. Um, it's getting towards the playoffs. I mean... Hopefully the playoffs happen. I mean, you'd have to be living with your head in the sand um, and think that everything's going just hunky-dory with high school football. There's uh, been a ton of cancellations this week, um, but there is still a ton of games. I think 92 teams are still playing this this week, so there there is that. But um, there has to be a scenario out there where the playoffs may not happen. I mean, it just just might. So um, I, I say that to get to this point when you have a game canceled on you and you turn down other games that sits wrong with me back at the beginning of the season it was whatever we need to do so the kids can have a season we'll do and then covid gets here and teams are canceling and then teams won't schedule another game they just take a bye that's not doing whatever we can do to, for the kids to have a season because if there's no playoffs, you're going to look pretty foolish going, oh, we only played five games. We could have played seven, but we took two buys because we didn't really want to play that team that we thought we were going to lose to. Um, not, I'm not going to call any one team out. It happened a couple of weeks ago when Safford was looking for games. It happened last night for uh, another 3A team. If you follow me on social media, you know who uh, those teams are. But um, I just feel like if I was coaching – it would be, oh, we lost a game. Oh, we have to play a team that's two divisions higher than us. Okay, it's a game. Let's play. I just do. I mean, that's just my my personal feeling on how that should be handled. Not, oh, I think we're going to get our butts whooped, so we're not going to play that game. Mm. I mean, there's other things that go into it. Maybe you were supposed to have a home game and you were counting on the gate that there was going to turn out because it was supposed to be a big home game. And now the only way you can play is travel to play the other team a little bit. I mean, that's the business behind sports. I get it. Uh, But that's, you know, talk to the other team. Hey, can we split the gate? Can we play halfway? Um, I, I saw everything that went through it for Safford to get that game with Fountain Hills on that Thursday night the night before they voted to see if they were going to keep sports and school open. Um, and I saw, saw how much work Safford did to get that game. So I know it's possible. You just have to be a little bit flexible, and I don't think some of these teams are being flexible. There. Soapbox. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, Mark Wren of the Thatcher Eagles and the award that he will be awarded hmm, sometime before the end of the season. 
and what it means for him. And then we'll talk about this week's high school matchups. Coming up here on Overtime. Thanks for hanging out. Welcome back to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you're doing well. And the weather's been wacky, hasn't it? Wacky weather, man. Supposed to be record highs the next couple of days and then dip back down to, you know, normal temperatures for this time of year. Let's talk uh, individual awards. Uh, The Grand Canyon State Gridiron Club gives out Ed Doherty nomination medallions every week, starting week four. And they are players that are nominated by their nomination committee, which this year I've been asked to be a part of, and ultimately will have a vote for the high school player of the year this year, which I'm humbled and honored to for them to have asked me. With that comes a responsibility to make sure our local athletes get the recognition they deserve when they have a big game. So it was a no-brainer when uh, Mark Wren had that huge game Friday night, 309 yards, six touchdowns against Florence, uh, that he was going to be nominated. I mean, I I literally was on the way home from the, the game in Coolidge called Dan Jones, the head coach at Thatcher, and said, I need Mark Wren's stats tomorrow morning. And he said, absolutely, I'll get him to you. Eight o'clock Saturday morning, I get a text from Coach Jones with his stats. And that's how the nomination process happens. And uh, that doesn't mean he automatically gets it. Uh, He's nominated. There's about 13 or 15 other people on this nomination committee for the Gridiron Club. And then everybody gets to vote. And... uh, Mark Rind got enough votes to be in the top seven, and they give out seven medallions a week. So the press release states today, the Grand Canyon State Gridiron Club is pleased to announce the recipients of the Week 5 Ed Doherty Award nomination medallions. Seven players are recognized for outstanding play during their respective games on Friday, October 30th. All seven players will receive their medallions at an upcoming school event. By earning Ed Doherty Award nomination medallions, they will be invited to attend the Ed Doherty Luncheon on January 9th, 2021, where one of the athletes will become the recipient of the Ed Doherty Player of the Year Award. So, these were the seven, nom- the seven nominees this week. Uh, Zach Bennett, senior running back at Flagstaff High. Bennett led the Flagstaff Panther offense in Week 5. He had 30 carries for 226 yards and a 38-14 win over Bradshaw Mountain. Zion Burns, a senior running back from Poston Butte, he had 232 carries on 14 yards and two touchdowns. He also made five tackles and had three sacks while playing outside linebacker. Logan Hubler, the quarterback at ALA Queen Creek, the junior threw for 303 yards and three touchdowns, and he also ran for two in a 58-16 win over Benjamin Franklin. Gabe Levy, the senior running back at Cienega, Week 5 was Cienega's season opener. The Bobcat senior Gabe Levy rushed 23 times for 208 yards and two touchdowns and a 28-14 win over CDO. Howard Russell at Phoenix Christian. Russell was making plays on both sides of the ball in Week 5 for the Cougars in a 50-20 victory over Chino Valley. On offense, he had 18 carries for 233 yards and five touchdowns. He threw the ball twice for 80 yards, both touchdowns, and he had five tackles and an interception on defense. Seth Wilback, the running back for Round Valley in Week 5. Wilback led the Elks to a 37-29 upset win over Snowflake, carrying the ball 24 times for 218 yards and three touchdowns. 
And last but certainly not least, Mark Wren, the senior running back at Thatcher. Thatcher senior running back Mark Wren was the difference in the Eagles' 49-38 win over Florence in Week 5 as he carried 29 times for 309 yards and six touchdowns on the night. We can't forget the two-point conversion as well. So congratulations to all seven of those players. They are now in the running for the Player of the Year Award at the January 9th luncheon. Uh, I'll be in attendance at that as well. And for 34 years, the Ed Doherty Award has been the state's Arizona, uh, state of Arizona's highest individual high school football honor and is awarded annually to the state's most outstanding high school football player by the Grand Canyon State Gridiron Club. The Ed Doherty Award recognizes the player whose performance best exhibits the pursuit of excellence with integrity. The winner of the award epitomizes great ability combined with diligence, pres- perseverance, and hard work. In addition to on-field performance, the Ed Doherty Award recognizes the well-rounded accomplishments of community involvement, school pride, and academics. In the, the last two years, the winner of the Ed Doherty Player of the Year Award, Bijan Robinson uh, from South Point Catholic in Tucson, who's now at the University of Texas. So he's back-to-back winner. And I believe uh, the he is the the person who was on the coin this year. Uh, each of us on the committee got a medallion from the from the uh, Gridiron Club, and I believe that John Robinson is the player that's featured in that photo. On it, it's it's just a kind of a character cutout, but the the jersey is number five, and that's what Bijan wore at South Point Catholic. So congratulations to Mark Wren and for all those accomplishments. We'll take uh, for that accomplishment on Friday night. Big game, only a second game ever at running back too. That's what impresses me the most. We'll be back. We'll uh, go over high school football matchups this week coming up on Overtime. Welcome back to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. Thanks for joining us today at our new time, 1.30 on Wednesdays here on KTO 1230 AM. Let's take a look at the 3A football schedule this week. Coolidge is at ALA Gilbert North. Fountain Hills at Arizona College Prep has been canceled, so it will be Santa Cruz at Arizona College Prep. Paradise Honors at Borgade Catholic. Dysart will take on Chino Valley. Kingman at Cortez. Chino Valley at Deer Valley. Gilbert Christian at Eastmark. Safford will be at Florence. I believe Safford needs a win there to get into the playoffs. Um, we'll look at the standings here in a second. Valley Christian is at Payson. Wickenburg is at Phoenix Christian. Uh, Sabino at Sarita has been canceled. Blue Ridge is at Sholo. And Santan Foothills is at Thatcher. That will be our game of the week this week here on KETO. Friday night at 7 o'clock kickoff over at Eastern Arizona College. Thatcher also needs a win against Santan on Friday night to secure a playoff spot, in my opinion. Uh, 2A football matchups this week. Chandler Prep is at Antelope Union. Parker is at Glendale Prep. Bisbee is at Pima. That's a big game for Pima. Uh, Pima going to need to win out. They gonna they won last week. They're going to need to win this week, and I believe they're going to need to beat Marinci next week to get into the playoffs. Um, let's see who else. Arete Prep is at St. John's. Uh, Benson is at Tombstone. Marinci is at Wilcox. Doesn't get much easier for Marinci. Wilcox is ahead, is leading the San Pedro right now, 3-0. Uh, so Marinci, for the second week in a row, will play the league leader in the San Pedro. 1A football games, Valley Union at Duncan. Uh, Fort Thomas at St. David has been canceled. Sam Manuel is at Superior. And Joe City at Mugion. So taking a look at those standings this week. Uh, the 3A South. Pushridge has won the 3A South. They have run away with it. Uh, they are 
four and one overall, three and zero oh in the region. So now Thatcher and Safford are playing for the second spot. As of right now, Thatcher is number two in the three A South uh, because they are one and one in the region. Safford has not won a region game yet. Coolidge was not a region game last week. Coolidge is in a different region this year. So um, Safford has region games against Florence and Thatcher left. So so Safford right now is on the outside looking into the playoffs. They're going to have to beat Florence tonight. That would give them one region win. And if Thatcher beats Santan, it will be down to Thatcher-Safford next week for that second place in the 3A South region. And the winner of that would automatically get into the playoffs. Uh, the loser of that game would have to hope to be one of the four teams that get in um, on their PowerPoints right now. Um, as far as Coolidge, Coolidge is in third place in the 3A South Central region right now. 2A football, Santan Charter leads the 2A Salt at 3-0. St. John's right behind them at 2-0. Miami also at 2-0 in that region. As I mentioned about the 2A San Pedro, Wilcox is 3-0. Benson is number two. They're 2-0 in the region. Marinci sits at number three. Pima sits behind them at number four in the region. I have to believe, though, that's such a tough region that all four of those teams would get in. I just have to believe that. Um, but Pima is going to need to win out to be in that conversation for the playoffs. 1A standings, which mean absolutely nothing. The points are made up, and they don't matter because they are not using PowerPoints to seed playoffs this year. The 1A South has St. David at number one. Sam Manuel is at number two. Fort Thomas is at number three in that one. Duncan at 0-3. Trying to pick up a first win. They could beat Valley Union on Friday night for their first win. Quickly, we're just about out of time. About a minute and a half left, so I'm going to have to kind of rush through this. But there are some new rules for winter seasons for the sport of... Where are we at? Basketball. Uh, Invitational tournaments, only one per team. Any hosting school must be on winter break. That's interesting to know. Invitational may be multi-day, however, teams must remain at the same school site facility in which they start each day. Teams may change school sites the next day. No more than eight schools permitted per site. Teams are only permitted to play in one contest per day, and all games must be played on adjacent courts, not side-by-side. No out-of-state schools are allowed. So that is the big um, rule change for basketball. And I'm trying to get to wrestling. Uh, No coaches demonstrating with students this year. Limit practice partners. And no invitational dual meets only for wrestling this year. Sorry we had to speed through that. I was hoping to have more time. We'll hit that again next week. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. 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 Now, if you'll excuse me. Goodbye. Good night. Signing off. Come to bed now. Okay.